Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. It's beginning to look a lot like J-Rod Concerts. Hi, how's it going? That was my deep voice, like 1950s or earlier kind of Christmas jam. But yeah, how's it going? Uh, I know many of my friends that were celebrating Hanukkah. Uh, Anything else that you're celebrating? I'm happy celebrating. I'm your host this and every week, Jamie Rodriguez. Thank you guys for joining us. Very excited today. Uber-talented singer-songwriter is here. We've been waiting to meet her for a long time. Lizzie. Real name, Elizabeth Morris. And wow, so many hits. She's got so many hits. We're so stoked to have Lizzie. Um, You know, Pursuit of Happiness, Don't You Give Up On Me, Best Days. She's got a long resume, really great career for the past decade. Um, Yeah, the people that know, know, and they love Lizzie. And that's for a reason. She's outstanding. And you know what? She just released, like last month, a brand new EP of covers. Thank you for the flowers. Stunning. Stunning, guys. Collection of amazing covers written by female artists that she admires. Among them, Sinead O'Connor, Lana Del Rey, and, if you're going to start somewhere, a stunning cover of Martha Wainwright that will leave everyone speechless. And guys, by the way, make sure you check out the video for that one because it is insane. And watch the whole video, all of it, because you're, as you're going to see in this interview, that's a problem. Watch the whole thing, not the first 20 seconds. So we're, we're excited to uh, welcome Lizzie. Welcome, Lizzie. Thank you for your time. Really nice to have you. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy the show. We hope you guys are staying safe this uh, holiday season. Hopefully connecting with your loved ones, whether it's online or whatever. And uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Where are you? I'm in South Florida. Where are you in? Are you in Iowa today? I am. Yep. I'm in Iowa today. It's a nice sunny day. It's cold, but it's yeah. uh, sunny at least. I'm sure it's really nice down in Florida. It's nice. I'm not going to lie. This is the time of the year where I do get to humble brag a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, July and not August, July and August when you look like Tina Turner after a third encore, not so much, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That humidity will get you. So, Absolutely. well, thanks for having me today. Sorry, I had to reschedule yesterday. I kind of wasn't feeling well yesterday, so. It's all good, Lisa. Feeling Absolutely. better today. We're, we're really excited yeah. you got to join us, you know. Obviously, you know, to quickly introduce you kind of to, to my audience real quick. I mean, you're an uber-talented singer, songwriter. You know, um, so many hits, uh, Lizzie. So many hits. Uh, Pursuit oh. of Happiness, <laughs> Don't You Give Up On Me, Best Days. Not a bad resume. Not a bad resume. And you, just, you and you just released a fantastic brand new EP. Thank you for the flowers, a collection of stunning covers written by female artists that you, Lizzie, admire. Uh, you know, among them, Sinead O'Connor, Lana Del Rey, uh, and, and of course, the Martha Wainwright one that just gives you like the chills. Insane. Yes, thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so, so of course, first of all, Lizzie, let's, let's start with the housekeeping stuff. How are you, you know, how have the holidays been for you in this wild 2020? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think like everybody, it's just been such a, an unbelievable year in so many ways and everyone's grieving 
different things, big and small. Um, I think that I've had to kind of like toughen up this year. So I really am just taking it a day at a time and, and, and focusing on the things that I'm grateful for. Um, so, you know, for Thanksgiving, I, I, I didn't get to see my family, but I saw some friends and had some food and heading into the holidays. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to be pretty careful about, you know, quarantining before I go to see my parents. So it's definitely like, I mean, still, I can't believe we're even talking about this. Like if you'd have yeah. told me a year ago that this would be the new reality. I mean, it's just, it, it's, and it's not, it, you don't really know, like, what to believe or what to do, but you know, just trying my best to stay, stay positive and present. What about yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. And that matters a lot, Lucy, by the way, because I feel like, you know, in this, in, in this time of winter, uh, not literally, but like, you know, right, we're in a, in, a, in a time of winter. I think that, you know, we've differentiated the people that have seen the, you know, the reasons to blame things, the opportunity, or how can I overcome this? How can I be a better artist, a better human being? And I think you fall in the ladder. So for sure, I hear you. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. What about you? How are you feeling about the holidays? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I, I live in a, in a state that's a little wild, of course, Florida. So, you know, you, you have to take real personal responsibility here for your actions, mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, from the, from the government on down, it's, there's not a lot of direction. Uh, so uh, how, how do I put this? So yeah, so it, it comes down to you caring for your fellow human being uh, from, 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 an, from your place, because you can't count on anybody else to do it for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's very strange, you know, it's with the politics as well, just like how intense everything has gotten, where like family member against family member and friend <laughs> yeah. against friend, you know, I'm really hoping that we learn some valuable lessons from this time and also can kind of just cool, cool off next year and everybody can just chill and get back to like trying to be uh, kind to one another because it's just felt so intense for sure. I hope so, so I think personal responsibility is, is a big part of it. Definitely, Lizzie, I hope so. But in a way for you, has it almost been like a blessing, you know, this year in the sense that, you know, you've been kind of running nonstop, putting out stuff since Colorado State, uh, I think. You just like putting really a lot of outpouring of work. So, you know, normally, oh, I don't I think you've had the time. I'm sorry. Sorry, I, lost you. I just lost you for one second. Now I can hear you. Yeah. No, it's all good. I'm just saying, you know, since Colorado State, it seems like you have been productive, prolific, putting stuff out there, touring, touring England, touring the world. Has this pause almost been like, like a needed, like pause for you, like a reset? Yeah, you know, going into this year, I was already planning on taking a little bit more time off and like being, you know, more present in, in my relationship, which actually ended this summer. So um, it was sort of like, I almost felt like careful what you wish for, because mm -hmm. I, I was hoping to have all of this time to sort of be home and be cozy and be with my partner and the dogs and um, you know, kind of even though then before the pandemic in mid-March, like I was already like, oh shoot, like I wanted to take time off, but it's only February and I'm really missing performing. Like, yeah, I didn't realize how much of my purpose and identity and my soul and, and what drives me was really wrapped up in actually performing for people in person. Mm -hmm. Um, so the break, the break, you know, was 
taking breaks is good, but I think this year has taught me like not to take opportunities for granted. And it's reminded me how much I really truly do love to travel and see my friends in different countries. And um, even though it can be exhausting sometimes, it's it really made me almost when things go back to normal, like I feel even more committed to like wanting yeah. to travel and play shows and tour and and never take for granted getting together with people and bringing people together. Like those are things that I think I took a little bit for granted and now I miss so much. And I think I all it. my musician friends miss it too. Yeah, yeah, but it, it sounds like, like you are coming out of this, you know, Lizzie, you know, you know, with the core of what you are, with your identity really well defined, and you kind of let go of what was not like serving you. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, I think even for non-artists or musician people, I mean, it's like everyone's just had to really confront and face a lot of stuff in ourselves that we were kind of squashing down or putting aside. And, and it's been brutal. Don't get me wrong. I had a really challenging summer where I was like, <clears throat> thinking like I couldn't even function like I just it was yeah. so intense but it sort of made me confront some stuff from the past and you know like ask myself hard questions and and so I think for all of us like yeah there is some um, something after this time where we're a little more hopefully centered in what and and yeah. who we are and where we can grow and what's important um moving forward yeah definitely Definitely. But okay, so you went through a rough period. Um, don't you don't you think that maybe you're like stronger now than before that? Like, I know it's hard because you you remember those dark days in the summer. I mean, we've all been through, but it feels like, like, don't you feel like you like you're almost like stronger now for having gone through that in a way? Yeah, I mean, I think again, like personally, but also like globally, I mean, so many people I know, it's been amazing to see people if you'd have told them like what this year would be like, they'd say, there's no way I could do that. And here we are right. almost a year later, like people are resilient. The human spirit is resilient. Yes. Everyone has had a broken heart, has suffered loss, all those things that are so universal. But when you go through it, it feels like you're the only person that's ever felt that, you know, and it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so universal. So definitely, I mean, I think I'm stronger in that I had to, you know, I had to find some new tools in my tool belt of being a human being. Like, nice. I think there's just so much, so much about just acceptance, easier said than done, but, you know, we never had control. The pandemic has made it even clearer, but like, we don't have yeah. control over yeah. things. You know, we just really, ha I have to really be able to surrender and accept in a way and resign myself almost sometimes to just that taking it a day at a time, you know, trying to have better, um, you know, techniques for being mindful, for taking breaths, like yeah. all of the things that we all need to do um, and, and know that like things tend to get better with time. And, and so, yeah, I feel like I'm stronger than, than I was probably before, as is the case, I think just in general for people in life, like, the more shit you go through, the more ability you have to like overcome things, I think. So yeah. I, I'd say someday I'll look back on this time and think like, oh, wow, like we all had to grow a lot. I love um, it. 
See, Lizzie, this is why I wanted to talk to you. I, I knew you were going to be an amazing interviewee, so I just knew it. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. But I'm yeah, to, it. To, to your point, I, I just read recently that, you know, 40, about 40% 40 of what humans do on a daily basis is based on routine on habits. And and the fact that we've had that taken away, as, as to your point, it causes the brain to completely like, okay, like rewire itself to see how the hell it's going to figure the new stuff out, because that's what the brain does, yeah. you know? But anyway. Yeah, it definitely, our brains are like little, little computers and they, they recognize what's familiar and they send messages to places in our <laughs> brains where it's like everything sort of like so programmed from childhood. So there's been a lot of sort of trying to deprogram and reprogram just the way our synapses fire and, and categorize things. I mean, I think for me, cause I'm a touring musician, yeah. uh, who's also spends like a lot of time alone by choice, kind of, I like my alone time. I feel like maybe I was more equipped for this kind of structureless life. You know, I think a lot of people, like you said, like they can't, they can't deal without structure. If they just had like a day upon day upon day of like free time laid out in front of them. Most people can't do that. I kind of feel like I've learned how to kind of create my own structure because of my life as a touring musician who has yeah. time off. Um, even like the weekends don't really mean as much to me. Holidays, like I've had to miss a lot of holidays over the years because I've been traveling for work. So even with that kind of stuff, like I think I already had some ability to kind of live a structureless life compared to like yeah. some of my friends and family. Totally. Love it. Love it. Well, listen, let's get to the music because from, from the looks of it, I could like chat with you for hours. Um, so Yeah. And I'm so, I'm so like long-winded. So just tell me to like move on. Oh, oh I love it. I love it. Okay. Let me ask yeah. you actually one, one, one more that I wanted to ask you, like non-music related because a record number of Americans are doing what you did all those years ago, which is living the big city like buying big property, you know, kind of like you were like 20 years ahead of the curve. Just wondering, you know, if you were like aware of that, like you were like decades ahead of them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I think I've always been someone who, and I've made a life for myself so that I can try and like, like I can go to the big city, I can travel, I can be with people. But then like, I have this other side of my life where I've wanted to like live in the country, live somewhere quiet, live in nature, you yeah. know, feel more connected and <clears throat> also like work on my skills to be like a more empowered, <clears throat> excuse me, a more empowered person. Like, I don't really like feeling helpless. Like I want to know yeah. how to do things, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I don't know at the time, I think that was just my personality and kind of how I'd always thought I'd eventually like, you know, live in a small town, like live in the country, but then be able to hop on a plane and go to New York city for a week sure. if I wanted to, you know, like balance. Um, but I do think now, especially with the pandemic, like um, I watched this funny movie called Save Yourselves recently. It's on Amazon. You have to rent it. But it's funny because it's kind of like this millennial hipster couple and and they're sort of it's it's pretty silly, but it's really funny. But they're kind of realizing like they don't really have any skills and they're like addicted <laughs> to their phones right. and they find themselves out and like the country in this dubious situation. Um, but I think like more, more and more young people, it seems are kind of returning to 
this desire to to have land and have dogs and have chickens and grow food and yeah be more um connected to the things that really matter as kind of a direct result of like you know i think every generation it kind of switches um so yeah, yeah i mean i do maybe i was a little bit of ahead of the, the curve um with that but you know, and with global warming, I mean, it's a whole thing. I think I was thinking like, I didn't know if it'd be sustainable for me to buy something in California, also knowing that wildfires are, right. Scary, you know, right. like sure. So, sure. it seems like there's yeah. more frequent, but yeah, anyway, anyway, well, that's great. Thanks for sharing that, Lizzie. Let's look, let, let's talk about the, um, the, the new EP for a second. I mean, let's start with the, with Martha Rainwright's, you know, bloody motherfucking asshole. Like, unbelievable, unbelievable cover. And, and let's talk about the video for a second, Lizzie. Like, breathtaking shots of space. And you kind of, you know, we're talking about the wildfires. We're talking about humanity and in this chat. And you kind of, like, bring all this into perspective with this with, with these shots. Um, why did you go in this direction with, like, the space imagery? Yeah, you know, I wish I could take credit for it because it's absolutely just breathtaking. You know, when I learned Bloody Motherfucking Asshole, it was in the aftermath of this like shocking kind of breakup situation. And I was singing it and learning it like in the context of this relationship. But then as the summer went by and paying attention to like politics as well and feeling like, you know, we had this leader who was just dehumanizing people left and right, you know, just entire groups of people. He was just denying their humanity. and. I started yeah. to hear it, hear it like almost in the in the voice of people who have been dehumanized. And then even more, my friend Talon Blanchon, who did the video, you know, it was his idea to t find all of this archival footage of outer space and sort of bring it into this realm of like, you know, even bigger. I could hear it, and it it was almost like Mother Nature was singing this song. <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Yeah. Um, kind of out, out out there in space like you know looking at this earth and all its beautiful creatures at the end and all of the ways in which we've been um you know really kind of abusing our planet so yeah. that new meaning really really that was through Talon's eyes and the video that I that I saw that so I have him super to thank for that yeah super yeah, it's such a beautiful video beautiful it really beautiful. is and it's funny because even like friends and family of mine I mean this is the age we live in where like you know, you can't, there's so much on the internet, like you can barely get people to sit down and watch a three minute video, you know, like telling my friends, like watch the whole video, like don't just watch the teaser part right. at the beginning of Instagram, <laughs> like keep watching, like right. you have to watch the whole thing. I so know. I really hope that people who haven't seen it watch it because it's totally worth it. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, like one watches it like three times on the first sitting because you, you miss details here and there, but yeah. For sure, Lizzie. Like the other tracks well, in the, you. yeah, it's wonderful. The other tracks, uh, Lizzie, in the EP are wonderful. Uh, the covers are great. Uh, I love to hear artists inter interpret other people's songs. I, I just do. But what I like with what you're doing, Lizzie, is you're picking songs I never thought you would have picked. You have surprised me, Lizzie. Like you, you Wrecking That's Ball by Miley Cyrus. Where Have All the Cowboys Gone by Paula Cole. You know, changed by Lana Del Rey, and of course, nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor. All of which, yeah, I mean, you reimagined them. You put their own spin, uh, but you just make them beautiful. Uh, what was the criteria for picking this, these tunes? I mean, I've done a lot of covers over the years, and I wish there was some like 
super clever story about it, but really, you know, this summer I was just listening to a lot of music to help me process and sort of grieve this loss of this like person that had been in my life for two years that, yeah. you know, was just gone. It was like, they didn't exist anymore. And that was really right. painful. And so I was listening to these songs and, and, and wanting to sit down and learn them on my guitar just for myself. Cause that's like a therapeutic thing that I like to do with, with songs, with covers I've ever done. It's like, Oh, I like that song. It really resonates with what I'm feeling right now. So I'm just going to like learn it. And half the time I might not even ever play it for anyone or share it with anyone. Yeah. Um, so with these covers, it was like, you know, as I was wanting to learn bloody motherfucking asshole and where have all the cowboys gone and wrecking ball just for my own entertainment and therapy at home. Um, combined with, you know, feeling like with the pandemic, I really couldn't do anything. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to be proactive and figured out a way to safely go up to Minneapolis and, you know, mask up and, and record these songs just because it was like a way for me to feel like I was continuing to share and express myself. Um, so those songs just really resonated with how I was feeling uh, over the course of the summer. And, and so to document that and how those songs really helped me get through, through the, the mud of what was happening, um, decided to, to lay down vocal guitar. And then yeah. a producer I work with in LA sort of fleshed them out and added instrumentation. And then, and then here we are. So, um, you know, with covers, I just kind of, if I relate to the song, any genre, I just, I, I, I find a lot of therapy in learning it and playing it for people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was thinking like, I wonder if when you started covering like Fleetwood Mac or something like that, did you ever, were you ever like intimidated? Like, man, I better not screw this one up, you know? Well, you know, the thing about the Fleetwood Mac covers, like those actually weren't really like my idea to cover. Those were, mm. um, kind of suggested to me by people. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, like, should I cover this song? Like, you know, this is sacred ground, like, you know, <laughs> but then it, then people were like, oh, you should do that song. So I do sometimes take requests as well. Um, but yeah, those songs, it was sort of like, I, I covered them for something, you know, for a commercial or for a radio gig we were doing. And then they just ended up becoming popular. So I kept, kept doing it. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome, Lizzie. Well, listen, you've been so generous with your time. Let's let's uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this. What are your favorite, you know, music that you've heard in 2020? What is now that the year is kind of wrapping up? What are some of the stuff that, you know, that, that's been on your repeat that you can recommend my audience or that have that has guided you throughout this trying year? Yeah, I mean, you know, a big thing for me this year, especially when I woke up in the morning was to not look at my phone or listen to the news for like the first hour or two of the day. And so without getting too specific, I found that just putting on, um, like just turning on the radio to like a classical station nice. was really nice, a nice way for your brain like, to open like up. Like Mozart, like that kind of stuff? Yeah. Just like, you know, Swan Lake or whatever gotcha. the D DJ is playing, like, um, music that didn't have singing or words. Mm. you know, that I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to listen, you know, right. I, so I found classical music to be just throw, throw on the radio, whatever the DJ is choosing, just a nice, nice thing to have on. That being said, like the new Miley Cyrus album is so mm -hmm. good. <laughs> yes. So I, I just love her. So this she past something week, else. Yeah. She's yeah. I mean, 
she's like outrageous or whatever. But that aside, I just think like her songs are so good. And she puts so much heart into her vocal performance. Um, so I like the new Miley Cyrus a lot. And then I have a friend named Sarah Buxton who mm-hmm. put out an EP. She put an EP out um, this past month. Uh, and I've been spending some time with her writing songs and stuff. And she put out an EP called Signs of Life. And it's just like, it's like spiritual. It's like healing. It's beautiful. Nice. Her voice is like honey. So, um, you know, just in the past couple of weeks, been listening to a lot of Sarah Buxton and a lot of Miley, cool. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, listen, yeah. Lissy, you look great. You know, I, I'm sure you've had a, you've had the trials and tribulations uh, as, as you've described them. But let me tell you, in December of 2020, it looks like you are heading up and you look wonderful. Oh, oh thank you. It's so nice to talk to you. I appreciate the love and the support and encouragement Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. And listen, we can't wait for for a return to normalcy because you'll be rocking those stages and people clamoring for you again. So. Yes. No, I can't wait. I'm, I'm already, I've written like nine new songs now. So a new album is, is kind of properly in the works and hopefully I make it to Florida next time. Absolutely. I haven't played there yet. I mean, you have to play Florida, bring some decency to the (laughs) state. Come on, Lucy, you know? Yeah, I'll try. (laughs) All All right. right. Well, thank you. So much. Such Thank a you so to much. You. Have a good one. You have a wonderful one. Yep. You too. Stay healthy. Bye. You've been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.